welcome to the Moms Who Inspire Us podcast. My name is Sarah Smith, and this is a project I've poured my heart into. Each episode, we will talk to a mom that has overcome or accomplished something big or small during motherhood. My goal is to provide us with a small dose of inspiration and encouragement. In today's episode, I chat with my sister, Stacy about her breast cancer journey as an incredibly healthy 35-year-old wife and mom with two small kids. She shares honestly about her treatment, the mindset that helped her through, and how this journey changed her. This is Stacy's personal cancer story and not medical advice. So today here on Moms Who Inspire Us, we have my sister, Stacy, and she is going to share how she um, beat cancer. So tell us your story, Stacy. Absolutely. Hi. Hey, sis. So I had um, a baby when I was 34, and I already had one child that was four. So after the baby, you know pregnancy weight and everything. So I, my husband was doing CrossFit. So we started, I started doing CrossFit with him after, you know, months and months and months. And if you've ever heard anything or spoke to a CrossFitter, you know, that they preach paleo, 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 right? So we started doing the paleo diet and it truly is amazing. All the little aches and pains and stomach issues, all that clears up when you eat healthy. And who knew it was just so new to us. So that being said, we were going down that route. So I was working out three times a week, um, heavy CrossFit workouts. We were eating paleo. We were as the healthiest we have ever been in our entire life. And I went in for my one year follow-up from having McKenzie, my daughter. Um, so by this time I had turned 35 and went in. So this is six weeks and one year exactly after I had her went in for my yearly appointment and my doctor found a lump in my breast at that time. And he said it was very large and it was a little suspicious. I also had um, some knots in my armpit. So he immediately sent me downstairs for an ultrasound and a mammogram. And they said um, that it was inconclusive and I would have to go see a surgeon immediately. And the next appointment that they could get me was the next day. So went in the next day to see a surgeon and he tried to needle aspirate the lump in my breast and he was unable to get the needle into the lump. He and a nurse tried so many times. Uh, he said that it was almost to the point where they were about to shove the lump through my chest cavity, through my ribs. So they stopped luckily. <laughs> wow. And he told me right at that moment in his office that it was 99.9% certainty that I had breast cancer. He said he had been doing it in a long time and there was absolutely no reason to not believe that I did not have breast cancer at that moment. And he said that it seemed fairly progressed because I had several lumps in my armpit and it was so big. So that was a tough pill to swallow within two days. Um, it was a lot. 35. I have a five-year-old at that point and a one-year-old. It was actually Raleigh, my son's fifth birthday. That was, I found out 99.9% certainty that I had breast cancer that day. So it was hard. It was devastating, really. I mean, obviously 35 years old, two small children. I may have breast cancer. What do you do? How do you do it? <laughs> you know, it's mentally, it's a lot going through your mind 
just, I mean, you think of cancer patient, or at least I do. I think of an old frail lady that's nothing but skin and bones. And that's the only place that my mind would take me those days waiting. But Randy and I, my husband went and met with him um, the next, I think it was a Monday and scheduled to have a lumpectomy. Had that very, very quickly. And he said it was stage two and sent me to an oncologist and, and thus it began from there. And I'm in Birmingham. So I went to Brookwood hospital and saw an oncologist there. And then, um, you know, our mom, her husband, our stepdad had recently recovered from throat cancer and he saw a doctor out at MD Anderson and wanted me to go out there to get a second opinion, which I gladly will go. Um, so he, called his surgeon and got me in to see an oncologist out there. And it turned out he was actually the head oncologist out there. So it was a fantastic blessing in disguise to the point that when I sat down with him, he said, how did you get to me? <laughs> he was very surprised that he got a new patient when he walked in. He's like, I don't know you. <laughs> how did you get here? <laughs> it's like, well, <laughs> he's like, fantastic. Glad you're here. This is what we're going to do. The local oncologist, they said it was stage two. MD Anderson said it was stage three. They both had different, different treatment plans. All of it was obviously what we do here in the States, right? Surgery, chemo, radiation. There was absolutely no deviation from that. And I had watched a documentary years ago on the Gershon method and the Gershon clinic, which was then working out of Mexico because they got ran out of the U.S., and it always told myself in the back of my mind, if I ever get cancer, why would, there's no way I would do chemo. People die from that crap. I would totally do holistic, right? You eat a vegetarian diet, you get sunshine, you infrared saunas. I mean, it just made sense to me, right? That, that people were actually being healed from that. And then I got cancer. And then I went to an oncologist appointment and they're like, no, no. Cause I asked, I'm like, well, what about alternative healing. What do you know about it? What can I do? I also want to do that. And my doctor local in Birmingham was like, I will support you 100%. If you choose to do that, I will be here with you. I will help you administer any treatments, but I have to tell you, I had one patient that did it and he died. So I was like, well, thanks a lot. And then when I mentioned it to MD Anderson, they're like, no, 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 this is what you're going to do. So there was never any conversation about anything other than surgery, chemo, radiation that never deviated from that. Even to the point where I asked them, okay, I eat paleo. What do I need to eat now? I know diet's very important. What can I do to increase my healing? And they said, all of them was like, now's not the time to restrict your diet. If you want to eat cake, you eat cake. You eat whatever you want to eat. Now is not the time to worry about that. Wow. Which surprised me, right? Since I had just went through this paleo, paleo, paleo training and knew I always had stomach issues. I always had eczema, bloating, just all those problems went away as soon as I removed dairy, gluten, coin, corn, soy, all of those. When you took them out, I was just shocked that nobody wanted to hear it. They didn't, they just, it was not open for discussion. 
So I think that's when I realized it is, it's a fight between the holistic world and what I would call mainstream medicine. Uh huh. So I was completely baffled by it, but I said, okay, whatever. I work out, I eat, right? And I asked them, like, well, can I work out? I mean, what are my restrictions? And my oncologist here was like, Stacey, I would not, you're going to be tired. It's going to wear you out. It's, it's going to be exhausting. And you don't want to spend your energy at the gym when you could wait and use that energy at home, which made perfect sense, right? If this, this is going to wear me out and bust me down, I don't want to go to the gym and do a hard workout and then come home and lay down for three hours. So I pretty much quit, <laughs> which hindsight was a terrible idea. It's absolutely terrible. I should have stayed on the paleo diet, which I pretty much did. I should have kept going to the gym, maybe not CrossFit, right? But definitely get off your butt and move around. So it was just, it was crazy. The difference, the difference in it from how I had been living to now you're sick, go eat cake and go lay on your butt. It just, it made no sense to me mentally, but that's what they teach you when you get sick and you go to the doctor, which is kind of baffling to say the least, but yeah. We continued to eat the way we ate, did not do CrossFit anymore, (laughs) went back for a couple of years later, but you got to keep moving. And it was very hard once I did go through, um, because I did start chemo fairly quickly after um, the lumpectomy, and it did, it wiped me out. That first treatment, I ended up in the hospital three days later with almost zero white blood cells. I laid there for... I don't know, four or five days until I got out. Once they got me back up and running, I turned 36 while I was in the hospital. So that was a huge birthday. <laughs> that was a crazy time. Yep. I think I turned 36. I don't remember anymore. Like I said, it all runs together after a while, but I did have a birthday in there, but it was nuts. It was absolutely nuts. And, and every doctor I ever saw kept telling me, you are the healthiest cancer patient I have ever seen. Like, this is truly amazing. And you're so young. I'm like, I know. <laughs> those words are not helpful exactly yeah thank you how did I get this all right all the genetic testing we don't have the genes for breast cancer there just was absolutely nothing that they could say I got it from so it turns out it's just environmental and it's how you live basically of course I wanted to blame it on diet coke and mcdonald's but <laughs> that there was a lot of a we did drink a lot of diet coke growing up Yes, we did. That was our treat. That was fantastic. And it's even better when you mix it with uh, Captain Morgan, which I found out in college. (laughs) (laughs) So that being said, we don't drink sodas anymore. Mm -hmm. Right. But I just remember going back to work, seeing everybody, having to break it to everybody. I led a team of, gosh, I can't remember how many people it was, 10 or 15 employees and having to pull them into a room and tell them and it's hard you know being so vulnerable and emotional and telling people that you have something and you might not make it out alive and that's just that was hard and then I had one of my good friends at work her sister is an oncologist nurse and she pulled me to the side because we were preparing because every year where I work we volunteer and we do um, the Susan, Susan G. Komen breast cancer walk downtown. So we were preparing to go do that. Also, we had set up a team um, 
for me. And I had just signed up as a regular walk participant and my coworker pulled me to the side and she said, my sister told me that you need to call them right now and change your registration to a survivor. And I kind of looked at her, I'm like, but I just got diagnosed. I'm not a survivor yet. That's people who have already beat it. She said, no, my sister wants me to tell you that the minute that you chose to live and to not let this disease take you down was the minute that you chose to survive and you are a survivor. And every day your feet hit the ground, you are surviving. Don't ever think any different. You are surviving and you are gonna make it through this. And that was so huge to me to have somebody tell me that it is, it's just as simple as a mindset. It's, I was, I was surviving every day, day in and day out with a one-year-old and a five-year-old and a husband and a full-time job. And now I'm getting chemo and I've had, you know, I'm going to have my breast removed, but dang it, I'm going to make it through this and I am going to survive this. It was just, I don't know, it's just, that was just so eye-opening to me and I'll never forget that. It is truly how you look at yourself. It's not, um, I was no longer a cancer patient. I was a cancer survivor. Every day that I woke up, I survived that day. And I think that helped me a lot. It was a, a huge kick in the butt. Not that I ever thought that I was going to die. Like I said, I was young, but it gets you. You go to the doctor's appointments and you're in there with people that don't look like you. When I went in to get my chemo, it was just one big room with recliners all the way around. And there I was, and I'm in a room with, I mean, excuse me, a bunch of grandmas that are in there crocheting or knitting or, you know, reading their book and they're shuffling around. And here I am. And they just look at me like, what are you doing in here? So it's, it's, when you think of cancer patient, I didn't think of myself as one at that moment. I didn't fit the mold. I didn't feel like it. And then once Val, my coworker told me that I was like, you know what? I'm not, I'm a cancer survivor. And at that point, it truly was mindset. Like, don't let this get you. If you, if mentally you go down, physically you're going down after that. So we stayed with our healthy eating. You hired a private chef for me that continued to cook paleo and whole 30 recipes. You got me in to see a holistic chiropractor, which completely rocked my world. Any issue that I had from side effects, from the traditional treatment that I received, this holistic chiropractor was able to knock them out completely with supplements. And they're just whole food and animal-based supplements and chiropractic adjustments. I saw her twice a week for the entire time that I went through chemo for an adjustment twice a week. I took every supplement that she gave me, I kept my diet clean, I did everything that I was supposed to do. And I truly, truly feel like that was huge. That I want to say saved me. I'm not saying chemo did it because my tumor shrank while I went through chemo, right? I don't regret doing the traditional therapies that I did. Um, I do wish that I had listened to my instincts and followed them a little bit better since I already had the knowledge, but it's amazing how you can be scared to death when you 
are faced with a decision as big as that. And then you have your medical doctors telling you that there is a great possibility that you will die if you do not listen to exactly what I say. <laughs> yeah, I think, you know, that you did a two prong approach. And I think that was important. Also, it's absolutely your brain is just trying to process what's happening. And then not only are you processing it, it's mm-hmm. like, you have to help all of your loved ones process it. I remember when right. you called to tell me like, I don't think I was very helpful. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't remember. So <laughs> I don't, you know, and, and I eventually got all these books, you know, and I like read mm-hmm. up and I tried to like, you know, be the best support or whatever, but mm-hmm. you, like, you know, you probably had to help your team come to terms with what was happening. It's like, mm-hmm. it seems to be very emotionally exhausting for the person going through it. It's like, you almost have to every relive day. the diagnosis mm-hmm. like every day. Cause you have to tell someone new. Absolutely. Yeah. And every day somebody's like, how are you doing? How are you? What can I do? Which is fantastic that you do have people that care. People brought by meals, people sent me gifts. And it is so wonderful to have the outpouring of love and support. But like you said, after a while, I don't want to talk about that. I don't. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Tell me about your pet, right? What vacation have you gone on recently? Like I want regular conversation. I don't want to talk about me and my issue because I want to live life. And I want, you know, I want to literally anything else other than talking about the treatment that I'm going through. <laughs> yeah, I think I eventually set up like a, a place where I could send you funny things. Like we finally yeah. get maybe comedy, like let's uh-huh. give you some, any funny comedy clip I could just send to you just whenever yep. you had time, maybe you could watch it mm-hmm. just to you take did. a break. I remember that. Yeah, absolutely. I got memes and texts all the time. So it was wonderful. It's just a nice to have a, a mental break. You know, everybody's always worried about you, but which is again, great. Cause you do need the support. You've got to have it. Yeah. So, you know, mother-in-law, mothers, parents, everybody stepped in and helped and you guys. Yeah. Mm-hmm, yep. Yep. Everybody kept the kids for us. Just let me rest. Randy and I, uh, we did some trips just on our own. I remember being out in Nashville with my wig on because <laughs> it got me a nice wig. It was cold. Wigs still don't keep your head warm, but you know, we were able to go and do stuff when I felt good and then just rested when I didn't. Made it through to the end. I had to move out to Texas for a couple months for radiation. Mackenzie came with me. She was one at that time. Well, obviously she was one. I didn't find out till I was one. I tell you my timeline gets the best of me sometimes, but she and I stayed out there for a couple months while I did the radiation and it, it's just, it worked and here I am. Right? Yeah. So nine how many years, years later? Yeah. So been nine years since I was diagnosed. Um, I still see my oncologist every year. He told me I didn't have to, but I said, nope, I'll see you next year. <laughs> I just went two weeks ago. I said, we we're on for my 10th. So can I get a scan just to make sure we're all good? So I'm set up for my PET scan next year. Oh, I still see my holistic chiropractor. I'm never going to quit her until she quits me. So she may be tired of us. We all go to her now. And it is truly amazing once you have somebody in your court that offers that type of holistic and mental support. It, it, it's amazing. I would just highly recommend that for anybody that wants to stay above the wellness line every day and say it like that. Right? Wow. Well, obviously I'm glad, uh, it all worked out for us. <laughs> Thanks. Exactly. Yep. So I've, it changed my thought process on a lot. I wanted to go into 
after all this mess and I got free and clean of it, I wanted to go and help people with their mindset and with their workouts and with their diets. And I did Institute of Integrative Nutrition. So I'm I'm a certified holistic health coach. I haven't done anything (laughs) maybe one day. I did a little bit and then, you know, my nine to five job kicked in a little bit harder. So, but just having that knowledge in your back pocket, it truly is amazing. Once you realize how everything ties together, what you think, what you eat, how you act, all of that, the love that you get and receive, all of it ties into how you are on a day-to-day basis, how in line your body is. And it's, I love it. And I could nerd out on all that stuff all the time. And I know you love it too. So it's awesome that you're doing this. And it's, it's so amazing to see how with just a little bit of time on your hands and a little bit of knowledge, the true huge impact that you can make in your life and your family's life and everybody that you come in contact with. So it's, I love it. Kudos to you. You have, oh, thank you. But you have so much to share. Like, I hope that you know, you start a business, mm-hmm. you know, and so many women could learn from you. And I mean, yeah. you could help so many women through their cancer journey. And, you know, it's like, you still have a purpose, you know, mm-hmm. it's like, you can still, you know, use what you went through to help others. Okay. Basically. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm here. Anytime anybody needs me, I have friends that have texted me with questions because they know somebody that had been diagnosed with cancer or you know, you'll get random stuff like that. And I was in a couple of Facebook groups and I went to um, um, Young Survivors Breast Cancer group for a while. So it is, it's nice to have the knowledge and to be able to help people and just talk them through. And it's, it's a lot of doctor's appointments. It's, it's everything that you've got to juggle. So having that knowledge is fantastic. So I'm always here to offer support to anybody whoever needs it or has any questions, whatever I can do. Well, I'll put your contact information. <laughs> In the show notes. Absolutely. (laughs) Uh We don't want to get in contact with you. Yes, I'm here. Well, thanks for sharing your story today. Absolutely. Thank you for being such an integral part of it. So the support that you gave from, you know, from hiring a chef to getting me into the holistic chiropractor to sending me funny memes all the time. It's great to have a little sis like you and somebody else on your side. Well, you should. You were going to make it if it was on my watch. So, you know, <laughs> exactly. <I> yes. <laughs> going to do whatever Imagine. it took. Mm-hmm. So, all right. I am so grateful to Stacy for sharing her story with us. When her coworker and friend Val insisted she see herself as a survivor really stuck out to me. We never know when our words can have such a huge impact on the trajectory of someone's life. I hope you found inspiration and encouragement in today's conversation. I am sending you love and compassion as you go about your busy day. Talk to you soon.